0: good evening people out there in social media i'm kg chris gardner owner of the houston round ball review welcome to another edition of the houston round ball review presents folks talking sports sponsored by steve Saxinian and the Saxinian family i'm solo for a few minutes Uh, Andy andyanez and tamar knight should be joining me shortly knock on wood hopefully there andy's working on some logistics he's trying to uh uh, figure out plans, finalize plans for the trip to San Antonio tomorrow for the game between the five-seed Houston Cougars and men's basketball team and two-seed Villanova Wildcats, trying to do logistics, hammer everything out as, as well as see the game but also uh, prepare for a less rage Cougs post-game show, which has been a big hit for followers, supporters of Houston Cougars men's basketball, the few shows at Andy and dayon dunlap and akib ghazi have done hope you had a chance to tune in to those on Paul and Jamma twitter account as well as summer casting on the houston round ball review youtube channel so he's working on those things colleague willie gibson won't be able to join us this evening so for a few minutes i'm going to be solo so i can take some comments talk about the rockets and but mostly about the cougs i got a clip from a coach samson that i will play i may play it a few times but it's about five minutes long and for the people tuning in thank you very much for tuning in right now joining us joining me on the twitter account at folks talk sports let me put that up there do, gotta do a better job of promoting the folks talk sports twitter account because that is the big part of one of the big parts of this show is promotion so we gotta do that and and you can tell andy's changed colors and backdrops for uh for less rage cougs a little bit different than my background colors or the colors for the houston round ball review review presents folks talking sports but it's all good i'm flexible and can make things work and and uh, adjust so we do all that but as you see folks talk sports on twitter it's how you get in touch with us follow us on twitter subscribe to us follow that twitter account you get info on when our shows are posted upcoming shows uh links posted to our shows on the Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, as well as Spotify, and of course on YouTube. We're by tuning in right now, watching me live on the YouTube channel, Houston Ron Bar View, as well as on Twitter at Folks Talk Sports. We get into it talking Cougars basketball. Cougs surprised me, not necessarily that they won last night over Arizona 7260, but how dominant they were in their win. They led the entire ball game. The game was never tied. They were never tied. They scored the first five points of the game and didn't look back. Arizona got it within two points, I think twice. Two or three times of the game, then three points. For most of the second half, Houston led a double digits. So, kudos to Jamal Shedd. Another note, Jamal Shedd last night scored Excuse me. Thursday night, scored twenty-one points to lead the Cougs in scoring. The fourth straight game, a different Houston player led the team in scoring. That balanced attack is got to be hard for teams to to uh, deal with, defend, prepare for. Fabian White, Memphis, A.C. Championship game. Kyler Edwards against UAB. Thaisia Moore against Illinois. Jamal shed against Arizona. The balance scoring even foul trouble with Tazi Moore. Only played 17 minutes last night, Thursday night, against Arizona. Ramon Walker Jr. stepped up with a, a clutch three-point shot with no hesitation, which is good to see from Ramon. He had a pull-up jumper, so Ramon's getting more confident. I think his, his hand is, is uh, healing very well. He's confident in himself, in his body, his hand, so And once again, he's got in position to draw charges as he's done a lot this season. Reggie Cheney has had two very good games back-to-back for him. So his left hand must be feeling much better. Or the pain has subsided enough for him to be able to produce more, be able to grab rebounds more confidently and effectively. And he did a good job. Made his free throws four from the line last night after missing the first two. Juwan Roberts made two free throws last night. So any, any Cook fan who knows, who follows U of basketball knows that free throw shooting has been a problem for Houston Cougar basketball for years. It's in the water. It's, in, it's part of the tradition of Houston Cougar basketball going back 50, 60 years. So that was good to see. Kudos to the team for coming up with a very thorough win, 72 60 over Arizona, the number one seed of the South region tomorrow's game against Villanova, the two seed, tips off at 5.09 central time. The game will be on on TBS. So if you're not heading to San Antonio, you can tune in and watch the game on TBS. Salute to all the fans slash alums, students who made the, the drive to San Antonio to be at the game Thursday night. The players recognized it, appreciated it, noticed it. Coach Sampson noticed it. I'm going to play the clip. This is part of Coach Sampson's individual media session from today, earlier today, Friday afternoon. And this answer is to a question about what was a turning point or what was another indicator of how far the program has come and perhaps how far the program still needs to go. Listen to what Coach Sampson says. And as an, an alum a graduate from 1994 University of Houston I can relate to it but as we all know coach Sampson has been at UH since 2014 so the difference and improvement in these eight short years so just imagine what it was like when I was a student at the University of Houston so here we go Kelvin Sampson I think it's going to open some eyes about what he had to say about the program marketing, fan support, a lot of different things all tied together. But in the end, he is very appreciative of the fans who uh, showed up in San Antonio and even saw the team off um, to San Antonio. Here we go, head coach Kevin Sampson.
1: Well, when I took the job, I I, I felt like we had to be uh, Walmart. We kind of had to do everything. Uh, We had a marketing department, but we did not um i mean just this year um we played memphis in our conference tournament championship for instance and the hotel i was staying in um you know kind of had a panoramic view in the back you could see different you know over here over here over here and my wife said come look at this and it was um um i can't remember what time i think it was an early afternoon it was on a sunday just like some sunday that day um memphis was getting ready to get on the bus and go to the um, arena to play us. And I saw lines of uh, Memphis uh, fans, cheerleaders, the band, they had this big pep rally. And um, um, and I just shook my head. I said, you know what, we, we should have thought of that. Uh, the, the coaches, my daughter, Lauren, um, so I told Lauren. I said, "Lauren, we, we need to, we need to um, um, get our fans out to support our guys." Because I felt bad. I felt bad. I felt bad that I had not done enough. Um, because we don't, you know, basketball season. We we've had to do the marketing. So, like I go around campus. Uh, my daughter sets it up where I go around campus and I have a bullhorn and we go to the uh, student union and I kind of act silly and. Uh, Play with the students. I like that stuff anyway, so I'm okay, I'm okay with it. Um, we tell them we got a game. You know, football season's over. I mean, we are in Texas now. Football season's over. You know, uh, basketball season started. We got a game. Season starts Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. So we go and play Memphis, win the game, come back home, uh, get back uh late that night, it's, it's, you know, it's about a four-hour bus ride from Fort Worth to Houston. Um, got back late, nobody there, and I said, this is going to be the last time this happens. I, I want our kids to feel special, but if that's going to happen, we're going to have to do it. So I had a radio show on Monday, and I talked about it. I said, we, when we go to the NCAA tournament, I, I want our fans to come out and support these young men. They they work hard. I mean, I know how hard this team works, and I want and I want our fans to come out and show some support and appreciate them. And lo and behold, we had a great crowd. I talked about it on radio show. My daughter Lauren, who's director of external operations, she just took the bull by the horns and ran with it. Um, and then um, uh, we got back from. Um, uh, then when we left to, to come to this tournament, um, went to Pittsburgh, now here we are, in uh, San Antonio, we had a great send-off. Last night, after the game, went back to the hotel. Now, you got to understand what this place looked like in 2014. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into that, but um, it's, it's, that's where the gratification comes from. It's not the wins, it's... it's uh, uh, I appreciate that our fans appreciate our program now we've had to work at that you know schools like villanova that you, you can't relate to that because you've never you've never had to go and you've never had you haven't been down to these depths and to see where it is now and to see the look on our kids' faces you know i'm you know I'm probably too old to um you know, when you get old like me, you you everything you do is for the players. You know, I'm, you know, it's it's, it's their program. You know, it's this, this players program. Fabian White, the winningest player in the history of our school. You know, he's not from another era. He's from this era. Th- these kids, right now, the now, today, 2022. You know, be proud of that. You know, don't don't live in another era. You know. I I I've, I've felt like I've had to constantly educate that that we are good. We have a really good basketball program. Are we iconic? Of course not. Are we great? Long way away. But we're working hard to to get better. You know, and we've we've got some we've got some sustainment going that's been pretty good. Um, you know, you go to a final four recruiting changes. You know, it 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 helps. It brings visibility. Uh, to your program, but um, um, but I but I do appreciate our staff. I've got a great staff. You know, three former players are on my staff. I like I like to keep familiarity around. It helps our kids. Um, so it's it's been fun building this, and it's and it had to be built, and it had to be built the right way, and it had to be done brick by brick, and we did. We built it brick by brick.
0: Brick by brick, Coach Sampson has done, and the staff have done a great job building the foundation and establishing the foundation, which is necessary. I am kind of still shaking my head at the fact that, in year eight of the program, he and Lawrence Sampson, Lawrence Sampson, still have to market the team, come up with ideas for send-offs, things like that, rather than the University of Houston own marketing department. So that that has to improve as the school athletics prepares. Get ready to go to the Big 12. Big 12 is big time athletics. It's big time on the court, on the field, in marketing, promotion, all those things. QH is still lacking in that. They need to do better. I I mean, that's a must. It's given. It's it's not, it should not be up solely to the coaches of the teams to promote what is the point of the marketing department on campus isn't that part of your job to market and promote your athletic teams but salute to the fans who showed up for the send-off who showed up in san antonio at the game i'm going to now go on another Tangent but tied all together I saw President Couture uh, Tweet Urging fans to be in San Antonio She'll be in San Antonio For the Elite Eight matchup Saturday against Villanova Which brings me to The same building Guy V. Lewis Development Center Development facility Different gender What are y'all doing? WNIT birth two years in a row. And y'all are proud of that in year eight? In year eight of your program? You're proud of that? Let me tell you a story. Got a call this afternoon from a very good friend of mine. She was talking to uh, co workers, I think on the lunch break. And the co worker said to her about the Houston Cougars women's basketball program. The co worker, okay? Not a huge basketball fan, but, you know, it's tournament time. She's keeping up with basketball. Uh, you know, a tournament time fan, basically. But the co-worker said that Coach Ronald Hewitt should be fired. Think about that. And then when my friend said to the co-worker, well, you know that Coach Sampson and Coach Hughes were hired the same year, right? She was like, I did not know that. Well, he, for, he definitely should be fired. Eight years in, look at the marketing. Marketing is poor for the men's basketball program. Imagine what it is for the women's basketball program. There is a post-game article summary of the UH women's team in the Daily Cougar from Houston's loss last night in the WNIT third round last week 16 to Alabama. No quotes from Coach Huey. No post-game quotes. SID comments, no Zoom calls, nothing throughout the season. Why not? What, 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 what is the reasoning for that? Joe BNIT. And I believe uh, Tamer Knight is, I think, getting ready to, to join me. So I want to get her thoughts on this as we uh, discuss it on Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by Steve Saxenian and the Saxenian family. But eight years into the program, Zero trips to the NCA tournament. The WNIT game last night was on the SEC Network Plus. The women's, the NCA women's tournament is on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Two, and ESPN U. Not Flow Hoops or the S E C network plus. So why the apparent double standard in reverse for expectations? Why aren't there the same expectation for the women's program eight years in eight years in, this is not like year two and building program, establishing, building the culture, building a foundation, getting to the WNIT in your first or second year, that's good. That'd be a positive, be a positive sign. In year eight, I beg to differ about that being a positive sign. It seems like the program is stagnant to me. And then when you're averaging an announced crowd of 300 fans for your home games, Why why are you bragging about this? Why are you content with this? When you're ready, uh, let me know. So I don't understand the, and it's not not just money. I know everybody tuned in to the show right now knows that women's basketball is not the moneymaker that men's basketball is college basketball. We know that. But why are the expectations of success not the same? There have been coaching changes throughout the women's college basketball landscape just this week from teams by teams more successful than the Houston Cougars women's basketball team, which has not made an NCAA tournament since 2011. We're in 2022. Why doesn't President Couture tweet about this? Why does he he tweet about Houston women's basketball? You know, the AD, I think, tweeted out about congratulations for reaching WNIT. Really? Really? That's a good thing? In year eight of a program? But I digress. You know, we can talk about I'm going to talk more about the money. Got a slide that I'm going to post up. I want I'm waiting for Tamer and or Andy to to, uh, chime in so they can see it and discuss it as well. But I read this morning. Future projections of revenue for the big five, the power five conferences. And which if this projection is correct, will basically be a power two conferences and that's the sec and the big ten where in the not too distant future the big ten schools and the sec schools will earn annually tier one tier two tier three rights per school 100 million dollars per school 100 million dollars Big 12, ACC, Pac 12 earn per school in these projections 50 million per. 50 million is nothing to sneeze at, no doubt, especially when you're making less, you know, five, 10, 15, whatever, $5 million. I think current Big 12 is around 35, 38. But compare 50 million to 100 million dollars. Per school. Imagine what those schools in the SEC and the Big Ten can do with a spending gap of $50 million compared to the other schools in the so-called Power Five. Facilities, coaches. I mean, my goodness, NIL, who knows what they can do with that extra money? $50 $50 million, dollars, 45 to $50 million dollar ad, advantage going forward for the Big Ten and SEC per school. And Houston, excuse me, the Big 12's projections kind of plateaued going forward. And i am go ahead and pull up the slide here. You see the Big 12 starting in 2022, $40 million up to 2029. 20, 51.9 million, last of the five. Think about that. 51.9 million in 2029 is last in these Power Five programs. PAC 12 in 29, 56.5 million per school. ACC, 55.3. But the Big Ten, 94.5. And the SEC, 105.3. that this that's mind-boggling that's that's a power two a power two and three other conferences think about that the future of division one athletics and clearly that's because of football but with that huge gap in expenditures it's going to trickle down into basketball men's and women's basketball some of the other sports as well because the schools will have more money to spend in those other sports if they choose to do so which they should of course they have more money to spend on baseball softball track swimming diving sec 105.3 million dollars projection per school seven years from now That is, and I'm not sure what if there's anything that the other three conferences can do about it. But imagine the gap there, looking at $50 million gap. But just think about the G5 conferences and what their money will be like. And the gap there, the Mountain West, the Sun Belt, the Southland, the American Athletic Conference. And then going even further down, Come to say if it's still around which i have my doubts about that but think about all the the, the gap in the difference power two and then we joke about michael Resco and the the power six label the p6 label it's gonna be a P, p2 period p2 that's what it's gonna be within these next seven years it's probably some would argue it's it's there now but if those numbers hold true it's going to be even more crystal clear of the haves and the really haves the haves and the have-nots so once again i'm uh, kg chris gardner of the houston round bar review welcome to another edition of the houston round bar review presents folks talking sports feel free to chime in on uh, the youtube channel at houston round bar review if you got any comments going to discuss. So we got tournament action, men's and women's. I love basketball so much, but man, I really hate it right now where you got men's and women's games on at the same time. I only got four eyes, you know, I can't watch everything if the games are going on at the same time. I got two games, women's games going on. South Carolina is leading North Carolina, 47, 41, and then Texas leading Ohio state, 44, 43 and women's hoops action in their uh round of 16. so and then on the men's side you know so what am i supposed to do how am i going to keep track of all these games i need i, I need all kinds of devices but even if i had all the devices i can't watch everything and here's mr yanez uh chiming in get his comments on what i mentioned as well as uh, we look at it let's see games tonight on the men's side Saint, look at this. St. Peter's is leading Purdue 35-33 with 16 minutes left in the second half. The run continues. Cinderella is still wearing that slipper. In the other game, Kansas leaves Providence the last remaining number one seed. The Jayhawks lead Providence. High-scoring game, Andy. High-scoring game. 26-17 at halftime. 26-17 at halftime. going to bring in Andy Inez from Jamma and Les Rage Cougs. Bring him in and let me make this bigger here. There we go, sir. So did you get everything taken care of with your logistics?
2: Not yet. We're in, we're still in the middle of trying to get stuff sorted out, but um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We might have a big announcement coming up uh, real shortly after the end of the show.
0: Okay, I look forward to that. And just for those who don't know, let them know about less Rage Cougs and, and what you've done in these two weeks basically or less
2: oh man well I, if if we're gonna go with let's rage coups let me put it up there and the, the, the let's rage coups uh takeover you can't really see it uh but the unofficial post game trove of uh athletics is a term that i have a term i like to coin uh and obviously for the what's oh, the start of the american athletic conference tournament mm-hmm. we've been we've been just that for the men's basketball team uh after every game, starting with the Cincinnati first-round game in the American Athletic Conference tournament, uh, a few minutes shortly thereafter, um, following the men's basketball game, Dayon and I, Akib Ghazi as well, Chris, you become our uh, sponsored guest, even though the hotline doesn't have an official sponsor yet. And I mean, we just talk about uh, post-game reaction to. the the game, to the men's basketball game. And and since we started doing it, I mean, well I'm not going to mention it because, you know, knock on wood and tomorrow's going to be a big game. But obviously, of course, uh, tomorrow we'll have, you know, all four of us will be on site. Well, Chris, you won't be, but I think all three of us, with Dale and Akib and I, will be in San Antonio. We're trying to figure out uh, a location and we're trying to to announce pretty soon in terms of our post-game show. And for UH fans that may be listening, they may be watching, uh, be on the lookout, and feel free, especially if Houston wins, to join us at that location following a Houston-Milanova in the lead eight.
0: Oh, and you said location there, so that's a little hint there. If things yeah. go well, you mentioned location. I heard you there, kind of toss that out there. So that's that's a hint, huh?
2: It's a hint. It's not confirmed. I'm trying to block it down.
0: Okay. Well, I hope it goes well there. So, get your thoughts on it. Did you did you have a chance to listen to uh, the Coach Samson clip that I played earlier?
2: Is that from today?
0: Yeah. I have not. Okay, we'll play that. I'll, I'll play it again, no problem, because I'd like you to hear it as well, get your thoughts on it. But your thoughts on last night's win over Arizona.
2: Oof. I mean, it, we might have to be able to say this after every win, but I think that that, that certainly for Houston, is one of the most impressive wins they've had all season long, especially when it was a wider wire victory against the number one seed in the South region. And really, Houston controlled uh, the entire game, for, or at least for most of it. I know Arizona made their run towards the end of the first half, into uh, early in the second. But once again, we talked about how Jamal Shedd has really risen, especially since Marcus Sasser fell. Um, or not fell, but he was injured due to the um, fractured bone he had in his, in his leg, and his toe. In his, in his and, toe, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that forced him to miss the remainder of the season. And since then, Jamal Shedd has, has really been able to fill in that role for Houston and, and be that true point guard an already shorthanded team because they also lost from on mark. And last night, you saw it again when Arizona made their run. I think it, it was 42-40 that, that Arizona had cut it. It seemed like they had momentum. Uh, and Really, they, they'd done it without Benedict Matter and even really um, getting in an offensive groove or, or finding rhythm in the game. And it was Jamal Shedd, again, that had kicked. Timely baskets, so there was a couple of threes he had, a couple of key baskets, and of course uh, being able to to find the open man, I had, really the one that, that comes to mind is when Arizona tried to pressure him, and, and he dribbled out of it, and he found a wide open Josh Carson right under the basket, um, but give credit to Kyler Edwards as well, because he's, since that game against Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference tournament, he shot the ball well, and he's been a difference maker for Houston now. Uh, this is incredible because certainly, especially after Sasser went down, Mark, Mark went down, Chris, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, there's uh, no chance that I, that really most people pictured that Houston would be one game away from getting back to the Final Four, uh, where they found themselves last year. And, and you think back to last year's team, That was a senior, uh, certainly a veteran in the team with Justin Gron, Dejan Giroux, and Quentin Grimes wasn't a senior, but he was a junior and he had been through a lot in, in the college basketball landscape. They had Bryce and Gresham and a completely different team. They have uh, three different transfers with, with Tajay Moore and Josh Carlton that, that have contributed, and and once again, they're, they're at the doorstep of the Final Four now. They'll know there's going to be one tough challenge uh, that they're going to have to get past to get back there, but it's certainly it's impressive what they've done.
0: Agreed, and some places – have now stated, predicted, whatever you want to say, that the Cougs are now the favorite to win the national championship. That just yeah, blows long. me away. Who, who, there's no one would have thought that Which outside the locker room. Yeah. So the program has come so far since December 22nd, December 23rd, when Jermon Mark, uh, I think Jermon had his surgery, and then Marcus, the injury was announced, and then Marcus had a surgery later. But no one would have thought that was going to happen, that Big would be in the Elite Eight and with a chance to go back to the Final Four for the second straight year, and in some people's eyes, now the favorite to win the championship. So kudos to Coach Sampson and the players and the staff. But I want to play this clip, get your thoughts on it. It's about five minutes long from Coach Sampson today. He touches on fan support. He touches on marketing. And he, he comments on... The job he and Lauren Sampson did, mostly Lauren, of course, the director of external operations to get the fans out for the send-off for the team from here to San Antonio, as well as getting the fans to come to San Antonio. So here we go, once more one more time here on Folks Talking Sports, head coach Kelvin Sampson from this afternoon's media session.
1: Well, when I took the job, I, I- I felt like we had to be uh, Walmart. We kind of had to do everything. Uh, we had a marketing department, but we did not. Um, I mean, just this year. Um, we played Memphis in our conference tournament championship, for instance. And the hotel I was staying in, um, you know, kind of had a panoramic view in the back. You could see different, you know, over here, over here, over here. And my wife said, come look at this. And it was... Uh, um, I can't remember what time. I think it was an early afternoon. It was on a Sunday. It's like Sunday, that day. Um, Memphis was getting ready to get on the bus and go to the um, arena to play us. And I saw lines of uh, Memphis uh, fans, cheerleaders, the band. They had this big pep rally. And um, um, and I just shook my head. I said, you know what? We, we should have thought of that. Uh, the, the coaches, my daughter Lauren. Um, so I told Lauren, I said, Lauren, we, we need to, we need to um, um, get our fans out to support our guys. Because I felt bad. I felt bad. I felt bad that I had not done enough. Um, because we don't, you know, basketball season. We we've had to do the marketing. Like, I go around campus. Uh, My daughter sets it up where I go around campus, and I have a bullhorn, and we go to the uh, student union, and I kind of act silly and uh, play with the students. I like that stuff anyway, so I'm okay okay with it. Um, We tell them we we got a game. You know, football season's over. I mean, we are in Texas now. Football season's over. You know, uh, basketball season started. We got a game. Season starts Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. So we go and play Memphis, win the game, come back home, Uh, get back uh, late that night. It's it's, it's about a four-hour bus ride from Fort Worth to Houston. Um, Got back late, nobody there. And I said, this is going to be the last time this happens. I I want our kids to feel special. But if that's going to happen, we're going to have to do it. So I had a radio show on Monday and I talked about it. I said, when we go to the NCAA tournament, I I want our fans to come out and support these young men. They they work hard. I mean, I know how hard this team works. And And I want our fans to come out and show some support and appreciate them. And lo and behold, we had a great crowd. I talked about it on the radio show, my daughter Lauren, who's director of external operations. She just took the bull by the horns and ran with it. Um, And then um, uh, we got back from... um, uh, Then when we left to to come to this tournament, um, went to Pittsburgh, now here we are in uh, San Antonio. We had a great send-off last night after the game, went back to the hotel. Now, you got to understand what this place looked like in 2014. I'm not going to go into that, but um, it's, it's, that's where the gratification comes from. It's not the wins. It's it's. Um, uh, I appreciate that our fans appreciate our program now. We've had to work at that. You know, schools like Villanova, that you, you can't relate to that because you've never you've never had to go. You never had. You haven't been down to these depths, and to see where it is now, and to see the look on our kids' faces. You know I'm you know I'm probably too old to um you know when you get old like me you you everything you do is for the players you know I'm you know it's it's, it's their program you know it's this, this players program Fabian White the winningest player in the history of our school you know he's not from another era he's from this era Th- these kids right now the now today 2022 you know be proud of that you know don't don't live in another era. You know, I've, I've, I've felt like I've had to constantly educate that. That we are good. We have a really good basketball program. Are we iconic? Of course not. Are we great? Long way away. But we're working hard to, to get better. You know, and we've, we've, got some, we've got some sustainment going that's been pretty good. Um, you know, you go to a final for recruiting changes, you know, it, 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 it helps, it brings visibility uh, to your program, but, um, um, but, I, but I do appreciate our staff, I've got a great staff, you know, three former players are on my staff, I like, I like to keep familiarity around, it helps our kids, um, so it's, it's been fun building this. And, it's, and it had to be built, and it had to be built the right way, and it had to be done brick by brick. And we did. We built it brick by brick.
2: There you go. You were muted for a second, Chris. I'm
0: trying to bring Tamar in, too. There we go. All right, Tamer.
3: Hello, everyone.
0: There we, there we go. All right, Andy, so what are your thoughts on what you just heard from Coach Sampson? Tamer, you too.
2: <clears throat> no, it just – every time you – I guess it, it's kind of spoiling but how we get it, but I remember last season when Houston got to the Final Four, even every time it gets to this time of the year when when obviously a lot more eyeballs come to the Houston program when it comes to media, whether it be national media, media or, heck, even local media, that – that, uh, pops in towards the uh, tournament time but it, it's always a, a story that Kelvin Sampson at least for the for the short time that I've gotten the the chance to cover them um, he always brings it up and he it's one of the things that he likes to repeat and I think he tells his players you know don't don't ever forget uh, where you came from that's one of the things that Kelvin Sampson likes to say and you know when it comes to Houston's program uh, Calvin Thompson always goes back and and goes back to the days when he had to literally travel across uh, the University of Houston campus and, and like you mentioned, with a bullhorn, try to convince students to to show out to games. And especially in 2014, 2015, uh, when people, they would literally try to convince them to have to go to the games, whether it be with fields and and come out and support the program. Uh, Now, what, uh, seven, six years later, eight? It's a completely different story where it's the hottest stick in town. Most games are sold out. Um, you, I believe it was kind of who, or no, it was Fabian who, who said it that when he first joined the, the university, when he first joined the program, it was still at those stage where uh, a lot of students have to be convinced. And now, I mean, there's not, you literally can't walk across campus without seeing uh, a few students wearing some type of Jordan University of Houston men's basketball gear. And it just goes to show um really the, the to steal the word that Calvin Sampson said, the foundation that, that he's been able to establish, the entire coaching staff has been able to establish. And also when it comes to Calvin, uh, the previous players that he always mentions, you know, going back to the early days with you know, <laughs> he always says, uh, Rob Gray, West Van Bleck, Marnie Brooks, Gaydon Robinson and and I guess now you could you could even put dejon Quentin, Justin, those guys uh, from the most recent era teams and you know, Fabian White, whenever he needs, he's going to be one of those players with Calvin this off whenever he talks uh, throughout the year.
0: Sam, what are your thoughts on, on what uh, Coach Sampson said?
3: Well, Andy said a mouthful, so um, I'll just kind of piggyback yeah. off of that. But um, I, I was going to say, yeah, I think I think the reason why he's uh so adamant about, you know, um, like Andy said, like you know, not forgetting where they came from is because, um, like he mentioned, he he's put in the groundwork um, of you know going on campus and trying to get people involved and um uh, trying to convince the students and the community to to, to come out because I mean while I wasn't a student in twenty. Uh, fourteen when he got there. Um, I definitely saw like you know even uh getting the crowd to come over to TSU. Um, I thought it was amazing how um you know essentially uh U of H kind of packed out the 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 H and p arena at TSU. So like like Andy said, starting back with you know um Corey and you know Rob Gray and Armani and all of them. Um, just kind of seeing the program you know just uh trend all since then you know, up until now and you know, to see how far the, the the program has come is um I think one of those things that he's probably most proud of and he's uh definitely happy to be a part of. And like you said, like you can't not even um just talking about the crowd and uh getting people and students and fans to come out, but also um they've been consistent, I will say. They've been very consistent with winning and when he you know, vowed to come and take over the program back in 20, 2014. Uh, that's one of the things that he committed to doing. And I think he's um, stuck to that. I would say so. Uh, and he's done a heck of a job doing so. How about your
0: thoughts on both of you, Tamer? You first, when Coach Samson mentioned that marketing, there's not enough marketing for basketball, like the idea of the pep rally for the send off for the team this week there was nothing like that for the for the conference tournament and then for the send-off to the the nta tournament that he and his daughter had to do that still in year eight what are your thoughts on that
3: um i mean I, i i i would i mean i understand where he's coming from but i would i wouldn't say there's um a lack of marketing just because i mean i could be pretty biased but I think if we're going to say lack of marketing, I would say women's basketball has a lack of marketing. You know what I mean? If if I I had to just be honest, I would say it's more so if we're talking lack of marketing, um I think it's w- more so women's basketball. I think um men's basketball at the University of Houston is put on in the forefront and I mean part of that reason is because they are winning, so Um, maybe i'm just thinking of it from a outsider Um, and you know with him being inside maybe he would like to see more be done Um, but i think like uh, i don't know if they've done it this year but even um, president rena couture when she would pack the buses um, and send off students to go and fill in the stands uh, you know just so that they could have a uh crowd last season or the season before that i think um that's like a heck of a plan to do something like that or even the buses from u of h to tsu just to make sure that there was you know people there and people knew about the games i, I think you know Sameer. Sameer. i don't know maybe i'm just looking no, no, in no, no, from no, no, outside no up. no
0: you break up a great point which leads me to this for, for which team was that done men's basketball or women's basketball
3: it was men's basketball. I mean the women's made it to the WNIT and you think anybody packed up some buses and sent that's, a pep rally and a, exactly. a crowd or yes. you know put on anything for them. No, so it's just like why I think Like, I'm just saying I may be an outsider looking in if you're looking at it from an administration standpoint and, you know, him and uh, his daughter Kelly coming out of pocket or, you know, uh, gathering uh, those people to come in, you know, celebrate and support them. Maybe to them it may appear to be uh, too much too much work. But when you're a program like, uh, let's say, swimming or women's basketball or something of that sort where you're barely getting any recognition from the university, then I think that, that is when you can start to say, well, marketing can do a better job. Andy, what do you think?
2: It's something that we've completely brought uh, reiterated multiple times throughout the show. And, and even uh, when we had Coach Ron Huey on, you know, something that, that we brought up, especially when it comes to women's basketball. Chris, I think it was you that mentioned it, obviously, of course, with, with the entire NCAA tournament run for the men's basketball team. Uh, Houston, the University of Houston, and uh, some other company has sponsored the the watch parties in downtown at at Avenidas Houston, where they had the giant monitor screen. Like Tamer just said, uh, the women's basketball team spent. Um, I mean, they that they got into the third round of the WNIT, and I think it was you that brought up. Uh, I don't think those screens are going to get uh, the SEC Plus network uh, for for the w, WNIT game. Uh, again, like Tamer said, I mean, you don't really hear about accomplishments uh, when it comes regarding the women's team. I think th- – okay, I take that back. They do do it, but every time it's usually an accolade where they can tout about uh, kind of going back to that uh, powerhouse moniker. I know – I can't remember if it was a Houston Athletics account, like the official H Athletics account, but they tweeted out um, uh, the accolade that a football team – the men's basketball team yeah. and, and the women's basketball team had each garnered a postseason win. Um, now, nah, granted, one was a bowl game, the other was a WNRT, and obviously, of course, the men's the NCAA tournament. Uh, so you see stuff like that, but not necessarily, especially when it comes to. I mean, Houston got to host one WNIT game, and they had a giveaway, which was for the first seventy-five people. I think for, so, right? Uh huh. For seventy-five people, and I that, that's just absurd for for a basketball game, for a collegiate basketball game. I mean, heck, and what was the attendance for that game? It turned out to be 300. 312, yep. 312. I mean, that's just night and day difference from where one program is and where the other. And, again, to reiterate the point, where uh, both coaches started around the same time, April 2014, and just goes to show um, night and
0: day difference. Agreed. It's a double standard. And I mean they
3: have yeah, multiple multiple um watch parties for the UH men's mm-hmm. basketball team. So I mean I, I, like, that's why I said maybe from an outsider, we're all outsiders here. So maybe from our standpoint, it seems like men's basketball is put on the forefront. But I mean, if I'm if I'm an outsider or looking in, it it from my eyes, it just seems like all you see is um men's basketball when, when you talk basketball at the University of Houston. Like I've never, and I, and I, and I don't never, I won't say that, never mind. <laughs> I, I agree. What brings you to
0: this, the balancing act that the administration is failing to do. They're not promoting women's basketball the same as the men's team. They would say, well, the women's team hasn't had the success equivalent to the men's team. Okay, Then I say, well, if they haven't had the success the same like the men, then why are you still doing the same things over and over again? How are you expecting things to change if you don't make changes yourself? Starting with the head coaching, then the marketing, all the promotions, all that comes together. So you don't want to promote the team because they're not winning. They're not successful enough for you, apparently. <clears throat> but you don't want to make any changes to help them become successful. Which apparently, according to you, would generate more marketing and promotion.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say, um, I was gonna make a point about that. I mean, if men's bas I mean, if women's basketball want, you know, the recognition that the men's basketball team get, then obviously they have to start, you know, break um reaching those accolades and um having that success. And I think that would be step one or headed into the right direction because i mean obviously if pe- if you're if you're if you're winning then people want to see but if that's not the case then you know it has to be something worthwhile like i'm sure in 2014 nobody wanted to come because the program for men's basketball just wasn't where it needed to be but now that they've got the program there then you know obviously people want to come and it's exciting to watch versus you know you never know what you're going to get um, when you walk in there for a women's game. So,
0: which I guess gets us back to the age-old question. Does the administration care about what's happening with Houston Cougar women's basketball? Tamer, Andy, what do you think?
2: No. No. Um... I agree wholeheartedly, and especially when when you look at, um, and I I don't I don't know if you can uh, comment in terms of what, what you've had people reach out to you, Chris, and you. I mean, it, I think I joked about it when you said people have come to you when it comes to regarding the the women's basketball job, and they they ask, uh, is there is it available? And it just you know, it I think I joked with you that. Heck, if people are calling you maybe the, the UH athletics department should you put you in in terms of uh, you know, overseeing at least the, on the women's side of things but like you said what it comes across is uh, apathetic and it, it now it, it takes me back to what Calvin and going back to what Kelvin always says and when he first got to the program that's what he that's the first thing he talks about when he talks when he goes back and mentions about 2014 and just how there was a lot of apathy yeah, And, of course, those was the, the kind of the glory days from the 80s in terms of the five-time pajama teams. The history has been, the heck, even going back to the 60s with Alvin Hayes and the Game of the Century with, with UCLA and, and the history was there. And then uh, nothing from 2000s onwards. I, it's a little bit of like that with the women's basketball team because they do have history. At, and, of course, I think today that we're recording this is Chandy Jones's birthday, if, if it was today. I believe Correct. it was today. It is. So just that in and of itself, that even the women's basketball team, they have history. They have uh, stuff they can go back and, and they can kind of lay that foundation. Not necessarily um, compare apples to, to oranges with, with uh, where the men's team was at, but there's similarities. And like you said, there's interest from other uh, potential candidates that, that sees they want to coach. Houston is some, a place that they um, are interested in. And it's something uh at, at the very uh, short uh, season removed from big 12 away from the big 12 uh, it's going to be a good opportunity for for anyone if they decided to move in that direction uh, i think the the point we're getting at here is that there there isn't that move
0: yep. and it
2: goes back to that happening
0: agreed and it's it's a almost a dichotomy but it's a predicament because there's there's so much apathy toward women's basketball. It makes it hard for Coach Huey and the staff to promote. They're doing all the promotions themselves. Um, yeah. You know that takes away from them doing their actual job of coaching and improving yeah. the players. All those things, and then if that bleeds into their lack of success on the court, well. Not enough wins. Well, if you're not winning, then people, especially here in a fickle town like Houston, if you're not winning, they're not going to come see you play. So then it makes it harder for him to get to the NCAA tournament because of the apathy from the administration. So it's just a cycle that repeats itself over and over again. And that needs to be broken. The apathy needs to be broken if they want to go forward and become successful. If they don't, then they can just keep doing what they're doing and I'm not sure if, if either of you were, were listening when I said it in the first part of the show, one of my best friends had a coworker of hers today. I think they were at lunch or something, I and mean, they were talking today. And the coworker said to my friend that Coach Chewy should be fired, okay? She said, women's basketball, comparing it to men's basketball, it's like night and day, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the, the lack of success. And then my best friend said to her, well, did you know that Coach Huey and Coach Sampson were hired the same year, 2014? What? I don't know that. Oh, yeah, they really should be fired. Okay, (laughs) Okay, so this is somebody on the outside of the program looking into the program. So it really comes down to the administration and if they care or not. 312 people, Sunday's game. Average attendance this year, 368. 368 So even from a bottom line standpoint, shouldn't that warrant a change right there? That's from that perspective right there. Right.
2: It, I mean, I'd imagine you even have to do all the operating expenses paying all the personnel for your Athletics that has to work that game. If you're only bringing in 300 people, that they've got to be operating at a uh, net loss all season.
3: A major
0: net loss. Yes. Tamer, what, what do you say?
3: Well, I was just thinking, like, I mean, I I, I want to be surprised, but I'm actually not surprised because I think it's just the culture of women's basketball in general. And if we could go even further to say, like, uh, women's sports in general. But, I mean, granted, the U of H is going to be headed into the Big 12. So why not, you know, they have the opportunity to be um, a big-time team, like women's basketball. You know, they have a chance to get the program to – a UConn or, a, you know, like a, a big, a big uh, powerhouse school for women's basketball. It's very much there considering they have, you know, the men's basketball team to rally behind. Uh, I just think it's more so a matter of um, I will say it's marketing, but then also um, maybe recruiting from from that standpoint. I'm not sure what's the issue. I don't want to say it's Coach Huey because I'm not like going to just sit here and be like, oh, it's, it's a lot of factors. It's it's not a, he's not a great coach, but because we've seen him, like, it's it's, it's not that, I think it's more so that for women's basketball, um, they, they, they are, uh, I would use the word kind of inconsistent because, you know, we'll see them doing very fairly well and then they kind of lose it. So I'm not sure if it's like more so like they, they aren't getting the recognition that they deserve that makes them perform. Um, at that level or if it's just, you know, uh, a problem from within the program. And I don't want to say that, but, you know, I think U of H women's basketball has the potential to to definitely um, be on the scale um, when we talk big-time names for women's – like, big-time collegiate colleges and universities um, with big-time powerhouse Baylor, you know, UConn. Like, we could go UT, like, all of those – the Aggies, like, all of those teams – Um, have powerhouses when it comes to women's basketball and I think UH definitely has the potential to be at the same level Um, it just has to you know first of all administration has to push that agenda before it can become a reality that let's just start there agreed
0: and Andy before you you give your your thoughts the person who, who contacted me last week about the job said that Houston could be the next Baylor when they move to the Big 12 because they of the could. potential of the town the, the and the city and the state. Facility. So facilities, all of that. Yeah. So that's someone with the perspective on the outside looking in, believing in the potential of the program. But it comes from the administration. It starts with the top, which I, I, before Andy signs in and then we wrap it up, I really think it's a double standard. Why does the administration um, finances aside? Because that's obvious. It's that's in, Football and men's basketball are the money makers for the program. It's obvious. We all know that.
3: But, but women's that? basketball has the opportunity. Yes.
0: It. But why the double standard? Why aren't there expectations for women's basketball like there are for men's basketball and for football? Why are you just continuing the same old thing and have accepted 300 fans in the building? have accepted non-NCA tournament trips just over and over again. But when it comes to football, we fire coach to go eight and four. <laughs> you know, um, we expect Coach Samson to get to the NCAA tournament. All these things, but when it comes to basketball, eh, WNIT, hey, hey, look at us. We're not going to market them for doing it, but they did go to the WNIT. All right. And? Go ahead, Andy.
2: No, just to cap off everything that we said, uh, the, the point I was going to make is Tamer and, and Chris, you guys both brought up uh, the potential that the the women's program has to being able to be built out, especially once they get into the Big 12. And I just want to reiterate that they have the facilities, and especially um, with now um, Calvin Sampson's talked about, they're trying to get upgrades uh, to the guy B News facilities. So they're constantly – especially – at the very least, and, and I can't comment that maybe it's me getting too far ahead, but while, as long as Calvin Sampson is in Houston, that Guy v. Lewis facility is going to keep getting upgraded when, when they do need um, upgrades. And I think it was after uh, the Final Four last season when Calvin said that he was going to take a tour of NBA facilities and try to, mm-hmm. to point out stuff that, that that Houston could use and, and the Guy v. Lewis. So. Uh, there's always going to be that at level of support, and obviously, of course, due to, I believe it's it's Title you Nine. Know, if they upgrade the men's, they have to upgrade the women's facilities. So they're they're constantly going to be upgrading uh, the basketball facilities. Now, the 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 biggest obstacle is two. one, they have to get in. Uh, really, they have to start from the ground up and and build a, a culture for the program to to be able to to establish. Uh, what the men's have been able to do, and 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 that's you know, build a, a program that's bigger than just one player, as we what we've seen from the men's side, and two, they need to get that support from from the administration, from athletic directors, from uh, presidents, uh, from uh, board of regents presidents, uh, head. Uh, I mean, C- Calvin Sampson always talks about when he first got here, he wasn't afraid to. To make it, uh, or get people angry along the way, yeah, uh, to make sure he got uh, the stuff that they had promised and the stuff he felt was needed in order for Houston to be able to turn around, and that's the level of commitment that the women's basketball team does not have at this point.
0: Agreed. Ended right there, Andy. How can folks find you on social media?
2: Uh, yeah, they can find me on Twitter at Ayana's underscore uh, five. Wish I had the, the banner to. underscore got it right there, there, there. we go. go. I got it. Um, Twitter at underscore five. I'm smiling too much, even though I'm kind of. Dead, uh, anyways, I'm tired. We're ready for tomorrow because I, it looks like we have it confirmed. I'm just trying to put something together so that that announcement will probably go up within the next few, hopefully, in the next few minutes. And certainly we'll re promote it in the morning. But you're rich fans if you guys are watching in San Antonio, if you're going to San Antonio for the game. Be on the lookout, follow at Jamma pod, pod on Twitter, and I, I'll put it under in, in the, the ticker down below. That's at P-A-W-D-SlammaJama on Twitter. And, of course, we're always looking for sponsors, so feel free to reach out at andiana05.gmail.com. Uh, thank you for the opportunity,
0: please. Great job, man. I'm, I'm proud of you. Keep up the good work, the great work. Tamer, how can folks find you on social media?
3: You guys can find me on Twitter at T Night Sports. Thank you for putting that at the bottom. Also, same handle for Instagram. Also, make sure you tune in to TSU Sports Show. Great time. Um, great things happening over at TSU. Um, shout out to President Dr. Alicia Crumpton-Young. Really turning things around over there at the university. So proud to be a part of that um, SWAC Championship Spins Basketball NCAA Tournament women's basketball they're working on it same thing goes uh like i said i think it's just a culture thing around surrounding women's basketball um but yeah tune in to tsu sports show on AT&T sportnet southwest and go cougs tamra hang by your phone because i got something to uh,
0: suggest to you or we'll ask you about in a few minutes okay cool and i am chris gardner of the houston round bar view somewhere on, on these numerous scrolls is my own Twitter account uh, by itself. If not, there <laughs> it is. It's right there. The HR Review. Thank you for listening to uh, another edition of the Houston Bar Review presents Folks Talking Sports sponsored by Steve Saxini and the Saxini family. His sponsorship is about to end because the Coug season is about to end. So we'll be looking for sponsors going forward for this show as well as Let's Rage Cougs as well as other opportunities on a larger streaming platform, as in Roku and Firestick. So uh, we have yeah. opportunities and outlets to expand what we're doing and provide more content and reach a larger audience as well going forward. But yes, thank you to Andy Yanez from Paul Majama and the Community Impact Newspaper, night, Knight, uh, the night Agenda, like sports, all those great things, and TSU sports show and everything else Tamer does, uh, working at the Olympics and all of that. I got talented people working with me, and I feel honored and thankful that they are working with me to help me, this old man, uh, do better going forward. Uh, the Houston Roundball Review has been around since 1994. Local name, global perspective. Tune in Saturday evening, 5 or 9 Central Time on TBS to see the Cougs, Battle the villainable Wildcats. Take care. Tune
2: in eight o'clock uh, estimated earliest eight eight thirty. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. It's gonna be something we've never tried before. Let's rage crews. Obviously, of course, um, if you're watching this on Houston Rumble Review YouTube channel, feel free to watch it on the YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at Podsmajama, my personal Twitter account. We will stream it there as well. And Chris, I'll let you close it out.
0: Thank you. And good, good luck to it on tomorrow's show. Just make sure you it's got a good Wi-Fi something. connection. You know, <laughs> get that. Everything else will fall in place. So, as always, everybody, tune in tomorrow on the Houston Round Bar View channel, and then we'll figure something out because uh, I'm going to do a Let's Talk Houston Rockets at some point. I could do it Saturday Sunday. Whatever I mean, Rockets suck, they're just trying to collect ping pong balls for the for the lottery. So that's all they're trying Ooh, to do. They, they got the Blazers uh, Friday and Saturday. On the road. Me too, Chris.
2: We're going to have the comments pop up.
0: So, ah, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Final score, the Longhorns women's team beat Ohio State by three points, 66-63. And uh, women's basketball, other game at this time, Carolina, the Battle of Carolina, South Carolina leads, North Carolina 65-61 with one minute, 22 seconds left in that game. And then on the men's side, let's see if the Cinderella slipper, oh, one-point uh-huh. game, Purdue-St. Peter's,
2: 3.42 Ooh, left.
0: And then Providence-Kansas, Kansas leads Providence 37-31 with about 11 minutes left. That game's on TBS. See, Purdue-St. Peter's game is on CBS. So we got men's games on TBS-CBS. Women's games on ESPN-ESPN2. Basketball junkies should enjoy this time of the year. See you tomorrow, everybody. Take care. Peace. Peace. Rock on. And we're done. No, we're not clear.